It's always this time of year when I'm aching to bury my bare feet in summer sun-warmed garden soil. Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. It's strange how certain natural phenomena can be good or bad depending on the angle you view it from. I was recently watching a video clip of a Tibetan Buddhist monk talking about how a rainstorm on the day of a wedding is seen as a nuisance, perhaps even bad luck, yet that same rainstorm, when experienced with eyes closed from the comfort and warmth of bed in a snug, well-built house, is relaxing, even sublimely blissful. We can learn from this rather vivid example that many of our interpretations of the good or bad of an event are linked not to the event itself, but our perception of that event. That rain doesn't particularly care when or how it falls, it's just rain. We decide whether it is bothersome to our plans or adds substantively to our relaxation. At least, that's the way it looks from here as I'm mopping maple syrup off my plate with the last of my pancakes, considering whether my truck would much enjoy bumbling along the frost-heaved roads of Downeast Maine. Like rain, spring simply exists. It is not inherently good or bad. And something that comes unfailingly with spring is a cyclical rhythm of freezes and thaws as warm weather patterns track from the southlands of our country, or frigid arctic air blankets us from the north. These often dramatic shifts in weather and temperature have many far-reaching effects on our area, some good, some bad. The pessimists among us slander this time of year by calling it muffler season. The winter salt-caused rust, matched with the often absurdly frost-heaved rural roads, and drivers that drive with a certain level of chutzpah tend to dislodge various automotive parts and scatter them about playfully on the roadside. These frost-heaves are caused by poorly drained substrate underneath sections of our roadways. On a warm day, the frozen soil will melt and liquid water will fill these poorly drained areas. Come a cold spell or a particularly cold night, The liquid water freezes, expands, and pushes the road surface up, making a frost heave. There is no real fix for these frost heaves except to allow them to settle back down with time or to rebuild the road completely. Rebuilding would be the most permanent fix, as our New England roads are centuries old and built on top of tote roads, footpaths, and cart trails, rather than being properly built to modern standards with appropriately draining substrates. But rebuilding these old roads can cost something to the tune of a million dollars per mile, so I suppose we'll just have to settle for frost heaves and potholes. Now, the optimists among us can generally be found grinning from ear to ear at these freezes and thaws from the vantage point of a beaten-up old chair next to a wood-fired maple sugaring arch. They have no care for such disparaging names like muffler season, and prefer to call this time of year maple sugaring season. From late February through the beginning of April, those same freeze and thaw cycles send our local hardwoods into overdrive in their preparation for spring. When the weather warms, pressure develops in the maple trees as they draw water from the soil. This positive pressure causes that sap to flow out of any wounds, be it from winter ice damage, a squirrel nibbling on a twig, or a maple sugarer putting a tap into the trunk. Not only is a drastically fluctuating spring freeze-thaw cycle good for producing a tasty sweet treat, it is also good for the financial security of those maple sugarers that sell their product at market. So there we have it. The spring weather patterns that plague rural New England motorists also happen to be the same that are the boon to maple syrup production. The weather hasn't changed, the effects on our area haven't changed, but perspectives shift. 
How we go about choosing to experience this often wildly fluctuating weather can too. So this weekend, as you settle into your morning stack of pancakes or waffles, you might think of how you might choose to interpret the effects of the spring weather. I think I'll grin with my pancakes. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 